0: Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Friday Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernell-Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association.
1: And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Friday Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday.
0: We are very excited uh, today to visit with Tammy McCartney, who's the vice president of advocacy for Oklahoma PTA. Tammy, how are you? I'm doing well. Well, we wanted to visit with you today about you guys have a um, a big statewide act- activity going on uh, in the coming weeks. Tell us about um, bringing lawmakers into schools.
2: Okay. Well, the name of the event is Take Your Legislator to School Week, and mm-hmm. it is January 24th through the 28th. Uh-huh. And we have invited legislators to pick a school of their choice and to go and spend a significant amount of time there. Yeah. Three or more hours, ideally a full day, whatever they can fit into their busy schedules. So, and, oh, go
0: ahead, go ahead. Uh,
2: and so, the goal of this day is to build bridges between legislators and educators and the education community. So we're hoping that by going to schools, legislators get a chance to see all the amazing things our public schools are doing and the challenges that they're overcoming and all all the relationships that are built in public schools. And then also see see the difficulties that schools face sure. as well and kind of get a realistic idea of what's happening in the classroom.
1: So Tammy, you're talking this isn't just come in for a photo op.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's what I was going to
1: ask. Yeah, Yeah. what would you like um, if a if a teacher has or educator has an opportunity to have a legislator with them? um, What would you like? What would you What would you see that look like?
2: Well, we want legislators to get a realistic picture. Of the school day. So, we're not talking about like coming in, shaking hands with the principal. We sent a list of activities to schools, things like shelving books in the library, um, spending a lesson plan time with teachers who are doing their group lesson planning, um, assisting a teacher in a lesson, um, working in the cafeteria, doing lunch duty, recess duty. helping kids get off the bus in the morning. We even suggested that they ride a bus. I'd be really yes, excited yes. to see a legislator do that.
0: You know, I I have always said my favorite volunteer thing I've ever done was helping with school drop off in the morning. Yes, there is nothing. The it is the best. It is hilarious. It is wonderful. Yes. But it's not something that unless you do it and see it, With your own eyes, you can't, you don't really know what makes it so wonderful. Are you hoping that, like, what are you hoping that lawmakers take away from that kind of, like, interaction, the one-on-one with teachers and kids and staff?
2: I hope that they have families, specific kids, specific teachers, specific families in mind when they pass legislation. You know, I think unless you have experience in the building, it's numbers and it's abstract. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that they they see faces and hear stories and and start to legislate for the the real people that are in our schools.
1: Yeah, this is gonna require, and I, I think this is something we've we've talked about for multiple years, that that schools be vulnerable and to talk about the issues that they're having. Yeah. That's when a I great when point. I've been traveling across the state, just hearing and listening to educators and 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 I hope that legislators do get to experience what if I'm teaching in person and having to upload assignments. Right, you know, to my students that aren't able to be there at school to know what that truly that impact looks like yeah. on their day.
2: Yes. And I also want legislators to see the amazing things that schools do to overcome those challenges Absolutely. too. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about like schools that have washers and dryers in right. the building so, to address the absenteeism of kids who don't have clean clothes. Right. And there's so many little things right. that don't make the news that schools yeah. are doing that we yeah. don't see unless we're there.
1: Yeah. We just, we are, we are a service provider that just does whatever it needs to, we need to do yep. to make it work.
0: So I think that's true. Have you had some uh, lawmakers that have that have signed up already? I mean, I know you're it's we're still a, a ways out. So I'm sure you're still kind of coordinating that. But have you had anybody sign up already?
2: Not yet. Uh, we sent the invitation out on Wednesday. Oh, okay. We so, sent an email yep. to every legislator. And so people are just now starting to make personal Coordinate. contact yeah. with them. Yeah. And so we have not had anybody commit yet.
0: Well, we are sure that they will because, listen, I'm telling you, school drop-off yeah. is the most fun thing you could ever do yeah. in the history of ever. <laughs> and in knowing that the legislators have already received this invitation, I think it'd be a great
1: opportunity for our educators to also reach out to them yes. and say, hey, come to my come school. On. Yes. Know, come on. Yes. We'd love to have you. And so it's kind of a two-way street there to help absolutely bridge that gap.
2: Yes. And we sent materials to every school in the Oklahoma State Department of Education weekly newsletter. So awesome. every school should have suggested activities and a sample schedule. So so you're not blindsided when you get a call from a legislator saying, hey, <laughs> yeah. can I come to your school?
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you guys do wonderful work all, all year long. Um, what? How can people get involved if they want to be part of PTA um Locally, at the state level, how do, what do people need to do? Well,
2: there are so many ways to get involved in PTA. I think one of the misperceptions is that you have to be in your kid's school opening yogurt <laughs> packets in the right? cafeteria to be part of the PTA, and that's just not true. Um, you can join at the school level. Uh-huh. You can join at the state level by visiting okpta.org. Um, and just your membership that whatever it costs at your particular unit, it varies by unit, yeah. those, those dollars go to our state advocacy, help us plan events, like take your legislator to school week. Uh-huh. And they also go to our national advocacy. So it not just benefits the schools, it benefits
0: yeah. all the way up. Well, I'm a proud Oklahoma PTA member, mm-hmm. um, my, my kiddo school. So thank you so much, Tammy, for taking the time to visit with us and thank you for your advocacy.
2: Oh, I appreciate it being on your podcast. And also, I really am so proud of our schools. I love the chance to talk about them.
0: Well, we are joined today by the knowledgeable Ivy Riggs, leader of our legislative team here at OEA. Ivy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, new new
1: grandmother
0: new that's right
1: congratulations
0: shout out to baby ezra yes Yes, the sweetest baby ever ever to have been a baby exactly um well so we wanted to talk today after after our break we wanted to jump in and talk about cost of living adjustments for retirees um we there was a lawmaker who's called for a cola um but we want to talk about kind of what the process is what are the chances what what's what is happening? So tell us how tocolas happen in the legislature. Cost of living adjustment for our retirees,
3: right? So it until this last year it had been um, twelve years since one had happened. So that's how they happen. Uh, <laughs> not they, often. Not <laughs> often. Um, and and there's so much discussion around this right now. Uh, Sean Roberts, who in my memory, has not been interested in a COLA uh-huh. before, has, has written a bill uh, because of the extreme inflation. Okay. So, so the idea of a COLA is to keep up with inflation.
0: But it's a two-year process, and we're in the second year of the session. So that's what, is, that's what jumped out at me. I was like, wait. wait. Right. So what, how does it normally work?
3: So if you follow the actual rules, uh-huh. uh, you have to uh, file an actuarial study, Of the pension system that Uh you're wanting to give the COLA from Uh uh, in an odd year, and then the raise can be, or the COLA can then be passed in the the following year. Okay. So first year of a session, second year of a session.
0: But this is the second year of the session, so- Correct.
3: And And when was it filed last year? Right. Okay. So what can happen is in any bill, you can circumvent- things that you'd like to circumvent. Because Why are there suspend- even the
0: rules? I mean, I wouldn't right. be sad about it. I just find it fascinating that there are rules that are always just ignored. Right.
3: Over the course of the last six years or so, where we have had COLA bills uh, filed and not passed, uh-huh. uh, in many of those where actuar- actuarial studies hadn't been uh, done, uh, they had just said, you know, for this particular time, we won't follow that particular rule. I won't get into the rule. It's a really long term and no one cares. (laughs) But, but, um, so, so it was set up because years ago, uh, they would give them every other year. Yeah. Election years.
2: Oh, Uh, because
3: retirees vote. Right. Right. Retirees vote. So, um, in order, and, and that's how our pensions got in such poor shape. Right. I mean, one of the reasons our pensions got in such poor shape. So now our pensions, they stopped doing that. They, they passed this rule. Uh, that that a study had to be done, that it had to be passed by the legislature. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, lots of checks and balances, which is not a bad thing.
0: But it's like totally the other swing of the the other side of the pendulum,
3: De- like definitely. Yeah. So we went from from every other year to never. Yeah, um, and and that's problematic as well.
1: So like an actual study, this because um, some people, may, I being one know what an actuary is. I have no idea what they do. I know they work with numbers and <laughs> insurance and there's nothing better than reading one of those tables. Um, do, so does it basically just as a study to say, will it, can our pension system handle giving a
3: COLA? Is yes. that what it, it just kind of gives their stamp of approval to say, yep, it's doable? Right. With with some information, okay. right? Uh, it qualifies it. Yeah, okay. Yes, you can withstand this. It will cost 1%. It will cost a percent and a half. It will do whatever.
0: Yeah. And so our last cola was two years ago. And that was a I mean, that was a lot of advocacy work to Uh get that to happen. Yes. Um, so there wasn't one filed in the traditional process for this legislative session, but there has been talk about it in the legislature. Correct with with Representative Avery Fricks. Right, he did an interim study this
3: fall. Um, there is a pension coalition that we're a part of called Keeping Oklahoma's Promises, uh-huh. KOP, and that uh, at that coalition uh, requested this interim study. And uh-huh. and Representative Fricks has been amazing in on this topic um, to talk about what if we didn't have to fight tooth and nail every. Mm-hmm six to 12 years well then what would we do with our time <laughs> what would the actuaries do? <laughs> um you know i don't think we're putting actuaries out of business there's a there's really <laughs> like five of them there's innovation. a place for them for sure we we don't want to do anything to harm the pension system <laughs> any more than they do right? right 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 so so arkansas has a law in place that has automatic colas uh-huh. uh upon actuarial study right upon the health of the system and and they just continue to get cost of living raises based on um based on what the law says and based on inflation um that's a necessary thing and
0: can i say that that my mother is a retired educator in arkansas and is on the pension and when the Cola passed here two years ago and I taught I told her and it was so exciting. And she had no idea what I was talking about because that just happens there. That's not something that she's ever had to worry about. That can she afford her medicine? Can she afford her bills? She's that has never crossed her mind. She, I mean, it was like like I was talking to her in a foreign language because of the way that Arkansas system is set up. Right. So when we
3: talk about regionally competitive. Right. Right. When we talk about, um, pay and funding and and all the things. We always say, what are other states doing? And what are the states uh, closest to us doing? Yeah. And, and that's our neighbor. Right, right, right. And, and, and they fund at a higher rate. Yep. They give COLAs at a higher rate. Their tax rate is, is not outrageous. Uh -uh. It's very competitive. So, so how can we do things differently is what this interim study was about. So uh, Avery Fricks brought in the director of all of the pension systems here in Oklahoma in this interim study. And he, he talked about what would it take? How could we do this? And the big conversation is how would it be funded? Right. Would it take a larger investment from the state each year? Would it be funded out of the system? Would it be detrimental to the system? How would that work? And so uh, it's encouraging conversation because that has not been a conversation right. at, at the Capitol in my nine years of doing this. It's a, it's a new conversation and it's um, I'm I'm so glad.
0: Yeah. So that, that brings us to right now with house bill 2852 from Sean Roberts is, is that a thing? Yeah. That was going to be what I'm like,
1: you know, Representative Fricks has been our champion on this and
3: that's our—that's who we look to. Did it surprise you? It did surprise me that he authored the bill. It doesn't surprise me that we have support in the House because the COLA bill uh, the last several years, but especially the one that finally did pass, passed unanimously in the House. Yeah. Not so yeah. much in the Senate. So mm-hmm. the idea that there's more support for this topic in the House is not surprising. The fact that that representative Roberts ran this bill is incredibly surprising to me. It's yeah. just not something he's ever championed.
0: So is it possible? Sure.
3: Uh, yes. The answer is yes, it is possible. Um, are the odds high? No. <laughs> um <laughs> So if you're a betting but we, person- But that's the kind of thing that- For you know, a lot of reasons though, yeah. right? Uh, leadership, uh, when I say leadership, I'm going to say the budget leaders yeah. and the Governor Stitt have said in recent days, uh, they want to really focus on uh, using one-time money for one-time costs. Yeah. That's yeah. a responsible thing yeah. to say. Yeah. A, a COLA, once you in, institute it, is recurring. Right. So that's right. so that's concerning if we're talking about budgeting. If that's a state funded raise, if we're talking about them coming out of the pension automatically, that's not really as much of concern as long as the pension continues to be healthy. Yeah. So the fact that there was not an actual actuarial study requested would mean that they would have to circumvent that rule. Okay. Um, so is it possible? Yes. Are the odds high? No. I would say the odds would be higher of having it be a one time stipend yeah. uh, using one time money. Um, we wouldn't. Um, obviously fight against something like that. But, right. yeah. but in my opinion, anytime a stipend occurs, right. that does not, that doesn't address the actual need. Right. It it addresses yeah. it right now, right this second, but right. it doesn't address that next year, uh, healthcare costs are going to continue yeah. to go up and medicine right. costs are going to go up and food costs are going to go up. It's right. not, um, inflation is is usually not a flash in the pan, right?
1: Does it give you concern, though, that uh, they are calling for a cola and and not having the actuarial study? Because I know having um, the executive director with Teacher Retirement System come in, and, and yes, investments have done for everybody really well sure. this year. Sure, but I, I would assume that they also look at the long term effect of those investments and and all those good numbers going together. So, does it does it give us
3: pause? it doesn't give me pause okay. because the actuarial study was done so recently true and yeah. it really does some really good projections okay i mean and and we have a healthy retirement very system. healthy and 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 it's performing top in the nation mm-hmm. over the yep. last 10 years yep. we've been in the top 1% yeah. in the nation of of how our yeah. retirement is performing so no it doesn't give me pause because the information from those studies has projections and we've performed above the projections right consistently okay. performed the the market the the returns on it and so we're healthier than that study even projected that we would be after a higher cola than actually passed oh, if you'll remember okay. yeah we were asking That's for a four percent right. cola yeah. so right. the study was done on a four percent cola and what happened was it was a uh, a, a range of two to 4%, depending on how long you had been retired. And the people that had just retired did not Didn't get, the, get anything. So they
1: would now get correct pulled into this as well.
3: Correct. So. It was a, it was a delay. Yeah. Almost like one might retire for a 2% cola. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> oh, happening <yeah>. But <laughs> just in case. Uh, yeah. That's going to,
0: There are other reasons out there. Well, I appreciate that we're starting off the legislative session with something weird because, of course, we are. Why not? Why not? Well, thank you so much, Ivy, for explaining all of that. We really appreciate it.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, let's just take some time and catch up with Catherine. Uh, we are back in a new year, Carrie. It's 2022. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you. Um, so exciting. You know, there's this experience that happens in schools. You come back from break and you literally hit the ground running.
0: Did you ever feel like that when you were in the classroom? Uh, yes. Yeah. It was... Uh, like oh my word there is so much to do yes and we're halfway done yeah we have got to do all the things now. and and guess what that's exactly what it's like here
1: at oea too we have oh my word it's already (laughs) 2022 it was like january february be ready it is packed with awesome awesomeness that's just gonna happen just gonna happen yeah what i am so excited about is a new adventure we're going on and we're calling it civication. And Carrie, I'm not sure if you've noticed this, when you've typed that word into your computer, it gets red line. Yes, It's like, word. we don't know this word. It's It's, not real. it's true because we made it up. Um, it, but it's a combination of civics and education. It yes. is our term. And yes. it's what we're using to help um, engage our members in the legislative process. And yes. so that, what the first thing we're going to be doing is it starts next week on huh? Tuesday, January 11th. We're going to be having dinners across the state. That's the big goal Yes, with legislators, free dinners for OEA members across the state. So on January the 11th, we're going to have three of them. So if you're in Idabell, Tulsa, or Edmond area, there is a dinner for you. Awesome. And then on Thursday, January 13th, we're going to have another dinner in uh, Stillwater, Mm-hmm. and then Friday the 14th and more. So you want to go to our at our webpage at okea.org/civication and to find out the details and all where they're going to be, what time to to get you to the right place. Yeah,
0: if you live there or work there. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: want to, you want to get involved and, and, uh, it's time to sit down and have conversation with legislators. Yes. So, yes. um, that, that is time. great. Yeah. And then let's just jump ahead a little bit to uh-huh. February real quick. Um, we have our annual organizing conference. Yay. Is, I love our organizing conference. It's so conference. fun. It is so much fun and it'll be on February 25th and 26th. Um, it's better together. Organizing through advocacy, and uh, but here's the really important part. This is a, a a time for our members to come together to be together. Uh, Friday night we do fun, fun. I mean, cool I, like I know we're it's gonna learn so things excited. and all of this
0: stuff, but also I really love singo and uh, it's yeah. really fun, and I want to do that. Yes,
1: and and maybe some lip sync contest. Oh, it's gonna those be epic. Kind
0: of Can, wait, I'm sorry. Also, I'm designing the trophy. Oh, oh, even better. It's gonna listen. It's, gonna be, it's awesome. gonna be so good. It is, it is a niche I've developed. Oh, I
1: love Designing it. Designing
0: amazing trophies. I, and I'm, I'm gonna make sure one.
1: we have a good thing. You're gonna wanna see it. So, but the big thing is we have the registration is open. You yes. can go to OKEA.org slash better together. And um, because the early bird registration is open now yeah, sign up and now. it goes through February fourth and it's only $35. But if you wait till after February 4th, it's $50. So let's, you know, save our dollars. Get the discount. Get yep. the discount. Get it in there. Now it this is a face-to-face meeting. This is in-person uh-huh. meeting. We we want to practice. We implore and practice safety. Uh-huh. And so we have set up pro, um, COVID protocols. You have to be vaccinated uh-huh. to come and you're going to have to show proof of vaccination. Uh-huh. We will be using, masking all the safety yep. protocols yep. needed to make sure that we can continue to be in person. Yes. And then we'll have a virtual options for those that can't right. be because we want to make sure that uh, we're making sure everybody's included on that. And then last, uh, on January the 17th, Monday, January 17th, is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And we want to uh, celebrate that as we always have in the past. And OEA is registered and will be participating in both the Tulsa MLK Parade and the Oklahoma City MLK Parade. So the Tulsa one starts at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh And then Oklahoma City's at two o'clock. And so we're going to, Carrie, we're going to make Facebook Um, Events, yes. So for people to go and have that information because it's a, it's a, it's something that is ever evolving. Like where our staging is going to be, what time we need to be there, and we don't have all the details yet. Right. So uh, come out and join us if you never got to do that. It is amazing. It's so fun. It is super fun, Um, and so we look forward to everybody participating with us.
0: And I'm also a sucker for bands so you'll yeah. get to see a band yeah it'll be bands it'll yeah, be fun it's I, fun i love it it's a good time Well, we want to say thank you so much to Ivy Riggs of OEA and Tammy McCartney of the Oklahoma PTA for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. We missed you since last year. I'm Carrie Coppernell-Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association.
1: And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at podcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.